deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. You guys, I already cried to Devin right before we started recording. Um, it was a quick cry, maybe five or six tears. Mid cry, I thought, am I being a baby? Maybe I just need to get a few of these puppers out. And um, I think the news just makes me really sad. And as someone's therapist put it, we're not supposed to process the news like we do on our phones, just scrolling and scrolling and, and greater and greater horrors await. I think that we are all trying to toe that line between being responsible citizens of planet earth, knowing what's going on and being just inundated with traumatic headlines. I don't have anything inspiring to say about that, but I do know that I like this podcast and why I wanted to do this podcast was because, um, things like this always cheer me up. And this interview with Danica and Riley was such a fun conversation. I also just got home from work where I was wearing a dress that I initially didn't think needed a bra. And it turns out it did. And I know that because every time I saw myself in the mirror, I was slouching and my nipples were pointing down to my shoes. (laughs) So what did you do? So I I sat I sat up straight and I um tried not to stare too hard and I just kept on thinking is this what people think my boobs look like in a bra and maybe they'll buy it but um in general I looked like I had been nursing for 8 years. <laughs> so what I wanted to say speaking of breasts I wanted to breasts. talk about <laughs> breasts speaking of my breasts 
my body. These are my breasts. Um, I was I'm talking. Mature. To- I just want to say I'm clearly mature because I'm like snickering over here because Carolina said breast. This is our pitch to iHeart. We were like, we're going to talk about <laughs> the testicles. Breasts. I also just want to say before, before you get into the meaningful thing that Carolina starts crying. This is one of my like closest friends. Notice I said one of my closest, not my close. No, I'm kidding. I'll never, Carolina I'll is never my closest not friend. notice that. No, Carolina is factually my closest friend. And she Could comes that up. that Beth. <laughs> take that. Danica. Vassar Riley, girls. Take that. Vassar girls. Ani Centauri. Take that. No, guys, don't take anything. I, there's plenty of me to go around. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, my closest friend Carolina is crying on the Zoom. What is my first thought in my s- deeply self-centered, warped mind? What did I text Carolina today? Did I text her? Did I make her upset? It's all my fault. She's upset at me. I texted her. I was curt via text because I was curt via text. I, I, I was like, sure, which was passive aggressive. And I don't <laughs> wait. Can, so can this- I say something that Devin does that's really funny? You will say something like, sure. I'll be like, great. And then later you'll text me and say, I'm so sorry. I was so rude earlier. It's not okay for me to be curt like that. And it's not, not only am I like, it's fine, but I'm like, oh, Devin was annoyed with me earlier. (laughs) And she expressed it in this way that I didn't intuit. Yeah. Um, Okay. So walk that back. I wasn't, I was, I was sincerely saying, sure. I wasn't annoyed at all. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm just like a really irritable person. Don't take it That's personally. Why Devin's parents made her drink coffee when she was 10 years old. No, I, they took they ten. took me to get my first coffee. One of my first coffees was a Dunkachino in the car with my cousin Colleen. And she was like, okay, I'm about to open your world to something incredible. And I was like, yeah, great. Um, when I was in middle <laughs> I, school. I picture you both with like Boston Red Sox hats on backwards and little child goatees. <laughs> yeah, I was like twisting my goatee at 12 years old. And I was like, can you put some caramel in my Dunkachino? And can I get a Cruella? No, I'm kidding. Anyway, I'm self-centered. Carolina was crying. Oh, and then she was like, I'm depressed about the news. And then I was like, oh, so I guess I'm a bad person because I'm not depressed about the news today. And like, what's wrong with me? But it reminded me of a thing that my friend said that was really helpful over the summer. And I was asking her about like being obsessed with the news and and doom scrolling through Twitter. And she said that like basically, although it's like so important for all of us to be informed and do what we can, she said, quote, anytime I have an obsession, it's usually not helpful. Like anytime I'm reaching the point where I'm obsessed with something, it's past the point where I'm being helpful. And it's to a point where I'm being like, you know, uh, harmful to myself. So right. that was helpful for me in terms of like when I feel myself getting into this thing of like just like the staring, 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 angst, 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 you know, reposting, reposting, reposting. I can stop right. myself and, and be like. You know, what can I do to, you know, serve those around me? And for me, like, that's just how I think. Like, just how can I serve those around me? Like, what can I, like, as a citizen, what can I walk out onto the street and do? Can I help a pigeon with a broken wing? Can I? Devin sends out 10 sure texts and apologizes for them later. (laughs) How many sure texts can I send? And then once I send them, 
how many times can I reiterate that I, I'm, I'm sorry I was annoyed it wasn't personal? Thinking about what can I do that's concrete and of service is the right mindset to be in. And I think something I heard at a rally once was a female rabbi, 2021 people, said, if you are feeling guilty about what's going on in the world right now, there's nothing wrong with you. It would be weird not to feel any guilt when you look at some of like the horrors that this world has to offer people. So yes, sometimes you have to remind yourself that like, of course, this is upsetting. Of course, this is upsetting. What can we do to be of service and keep going throughout our day? And for today, that was talking to Danica and Riley, two amazing sex workers and escorts and dancers from Canada. Danica wrote us an email. We were really excited and when we started to talk to them, what you'll hear is me immediately going into they're too cool for us and like yeah. sucking up and getting so nervous because I just thought they were so cool. I've talked about this conversation multiple times since we had it. One of the things that I wish we had recorded, but Danica and I were talking about it after we stopped, and it goes back to breasts, is that breasts. I think I was still going on about how I wish I could have been a stripper. I loved strippers. I thought there was it looked hot. It looked like it felt hot, but my tits were too small. And Danica and Riley were sort of saying, no, a lot of girls have small boobs like in the clubs and whatever. There's something but for everyone. There's someone for everyone. There's someone for everyone. But something that Danica said blew my mind. First of all, she said, I just have to be confident. She said, when you're in lingerie in a club, you're just confident. You can't not be. You can't be insecure. You're all the way out there. And you're you're all out there. Like, you can't. You just learn to walk around and be confident. And the other thing she said was she said, the no's don't feel personal because you're looking right. for someone who you turn on. So... Basically, you're going up to guys, and if anyone here has seen the film Hustlers, they know that Constance Wu Mm. went through this in Act One. Mm. You walk Mm. up to people. Okay, you're a pervert. You don't sound like a (laughs) fan right now. You sound like... That was my attempt to sound like what the Gen Zers call a stan, and instead it it sounded like a a pedophile. It sounded like iHeart was going to take us to HR yet again. And just kidding. They don't have they have no idea what we're up to. <laughs> if they knew that we were the one that Mare is looking for. And that might be the reason for my bad mood too, is that I watched episode five of Mare last night. But what I was gonna say was that yes, we were talking about small boobs. She was saying that, you know, you learn to be confident and like Constance Wu in the beginning, you go up to guys and you get a lot of no's. Like, no, I'm not in the mood. No, I'm not in the mood. And then you see a guy and he's like, yes. And you learn that those no's aren't, they are personal and they're not personal. Someone not being into you is personal and it's not. It's personal because they're looking at you, they're seeing everything you're offering and they're saying no. And so that feels to you like it's some measure of worth. But really it's a guy saying, no, you're not my type. And that doesn't really have anything to do with you. It just has to do with his taste. So he's wrong. First of all, he's psycho and he actually does like you. But second of all, <laughs> and you just have to, you know, stay around, just keep hanging out, even when he doesn't invite you places. But no, it's really. And you have to, and you have to, and you have to just linger. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. 
Um, I woke up at 7 a.m. Give me a break. I think that uh, you have to go up and get those no's. And that's a lesson in putting yourself out there. And if you're going out and you're risking failure, uh, that is a success. It, it means that you, you, know, you earned a badge that says, I risked failure. And that makes you a romantic and it makes you a brave person. So and it makes getting, you Wayne Gretzky because he's the one who said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Sure. Or it makes you the brunette and he's just not that into you. Who, yep. When she tries to kiss Justin Long and he pushes her off of her, she's like, I feel bad for you because I at least believe in love. At least I tried. Yeah. At least I took the move. I don't have yeah. regrets. Exactly. But, and I have many, but yeah, um, I was gonna say, but yet I do <laughs> like singing "Linger" by the Cranberries five seconds ago, and it didn't land. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I hope that um, I'm in a better mood next week, and that to the news doesn't know to make me cry. And I'm grateful for our listeners. Um, we love co- you. Codependency episodes were so much fun to record and um i just am so happy that you guys are on this journey with us we'll be right back with our guests danica and riley i can't wait for you to hear it i want true romance the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. 
Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to True Romance. True Romance listeners, we have not one, but two exciting guests for you today. Danica is a sex-positive podcaster and guest lecturer, a sex worker's advocate, and a dancer, which I'm also going to add to my bio is that I'm also a dancer. (laughs) Danica's podcast, 50 Plus a Tip, often features her friend Riley, also here today, who is also a sex worker, stripper, and PR girl, Currently pursuing a Bachelor of Science, Danica and Riley, welcome to True Romance. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you so much for having us. Can you tell us just quickly about your podcast, 50 Plus a Tip? I feel like when I listened to it, I couldn't believe there wasn't one like this that existed. What gave you the idea for it? Yeah, so I always wanted to kind of be a place, a safe space for everyone but specifically people in my community, because even when we're making uh, legal changes and bills are coming out, it's very, very rare that sex workers are ever asked or their voices are ever heard. And I was getting really sick of people talking about sex work, but having no real clue what a sex worker actually was like or what our experiences were like. And I noticed that when I was going into the university is one of the comments that I continually got in feedback was that, wow, I didn't think sex workers looked like you or acted like you or were as educated as you. And to me, that's ridiculous because most sex workers I do know are, you know, sober and very well educated and have their shit together. So it really was obvious there was like a complete lack of knowledge um, for most, for most what I call squares or non-sex workers. So I just want to say it Yeah. <laughs> I say it endearingly for the most part. Um, <laughs> we'll take no, it. No, I love that. I'll, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I just really want to create a safe space for sex workers to um, let their voices be heard. And when it started to kind of grow and um, it got into the thousands, there was more people reaching out, talking about their sexuality as a whole. Um, you know, uh, transgender individuals wanting to come out in a 30 year marriage or people having married for many years and wanting to explore their sexuality outside of their marriage. And I figured I'd branch out to having it be sex work and sexuality podcast. So more people could have their voices heard in the safe space, like a judgment free space. I'm so curious because I, I know that there's so much stigma around sex work, obviously. And that's what your community is up against. Um, but have you experienced that even in the podcast field or in the reception of your podcast? Yeah, I mean, the podcast, it's on its fourth season. I've been dancing for seven years and I've pretty much always been very outspoken of being a sex worker. So I don't think it took anyone by surprise when the podcast came out. It wasn't like anyone was like, oh my God, Dan, because a sex worker, it's like, well, no shit, she's a sex worker for <laughs> X amount of years. Um So in that sense, no, but I also work very hard to make sure the Instagram stays very sex positive and sex worker friendly. So every Mm -hmm. day I'm blocking like 50 plus people, deleting comments, um, 
So that's definitely where you see like the stigma and like that kind of uh, the patriarchy slip its little yeah, totally. It seems to me from the outside that it's like this weird line between like, let us save you or like, we're going to kill you. <laughs> and yeah. like, we're obsessed with you. Like they are, yeah, they are, so are obsessed. obsessed with you. But it seems to me that the people who would comment a negative thing on a sex positive image are people who hate their, like they hate themselves and they're trying to suppress their own sexuality. So they hate that they actually like this image and they take it out in like anger. And it's like, just don't look at it. If it's so triggering for you, then just don't look at it. I think that's just like cis men in general, though. Like it's all hateful yeah. until you ignore them. And it's like, you're ugly anyways. Like you're, you're a fat bitch. Yeah, you're a bitch. <laughs> in the club when they can get your attention, they're like, yes, I love this. And then as soon as you, they are excluded from the space, they're like, well, fuck you guys anyway. Yeah. Yes. Were there people or other sex workers who sort of set you up with advice that you would never have gotten otherwise? Or is there something that you tell women that are new to the industry? Yeah. I mean, when I started like seven years ago, the industry has changed so much. It's insane. It changes rapidly every year, but seven years ago, girls didn't tend to look out for each other as much. It was a lot more cutthroat, especially where I was living out in Fort McMurray, Alberta. The money was like stupid good. And it was very much like, um, kind of like every, every woman for herself, like, and there's not like anytime I've been hired at a club, there's never been any kind of process of like them sitting you down and being like this is how it goes and this is what you should wear and this is how you'll dance and this is blah blah blah. it's very much like you're hot you're hired figure it out make us money um and you just like oh I would be so bad at that yeah and it is I imagine (laughs) it's nerve-wracking I think I had like a leg up because I danced competitively for so many years growing up that oh wow okay dance um but I was lucky enough I had a girlfriend Logan who's now retired because we're getting old and uh, she, she came over to my house when I started, when I was about to start dancing, because um, I was serving at the strip club at that point. So she was a stripper and I was a server and she knew I was going to start stripping. So she sat me down and was like, um, I'll give you like five pointers. That's all you get. Like, here it is X, Y, and Z. Um, and all I remember taking away from that is like power hours when I hustled the most. And then, yeah, it was kind of just like learn as you go from there. I think Riley can speak on how it is more now coming in as a new stripper because she's been dancing for two or three years so it's a different uh different dynamic for the youngins now (laughs) yeah I uh I started with like kind of a small uh agency almost I guess where you were technically like party hostesses or topless poker dealers yeah it was it was a smaller community and uh, looking back like a lot of those girls weren't were very dismissive about the fact that they were sex workers didn't like to call them um self sex workers but it definitely was a more amateur vibe so I kind of learned a few things and then by that time I I made a girlfriend who worked at a club and then she kind of showed me the ropes of how to work in the strip club what the rules are and stuff like that but yeah I mean going to um outside organized sex work things like the self-defense class that Danica um organized meant that I had friends outside of the club and therefore I could ask questions in a non-competitive manner um, right? and take them back. I mean, we worked at different clubs as well. So it was never kind of that competition or her helping me didn't hurt her in any way, even though it doesn't, but yeah. 
Yeah. That's an important thing to note too, right? Like when you're working in a club alongside a girl on a Saturday night, as close as you are at friends, there is like a level of knowing that there's only so much money in that room that night. And if she gets the way, right. um, I mean, whale is, I think a term non-sex workers use as well, but someone who has a lot of money will spend it. So if she like snags the whale, then you're with the little fishies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just so impressed with like the confidence of it. And I think it's something I've always envied about um, women. And I think it's, it's, and I think that's also a lot of the vitriol that goes at sex workers is like this feeling that like, Oh, I'm inadequate. Not that that's how I only just like feel the good kind of jealousy towards like sex workers because I'm like, fuck, stripping looks so hard and so cool. You guys teach people how to do lap dances. So last time I did that, I was 13 years old because I um, grew up kind of fast in New York. And as 13 year olds, we were just constantly giving like 13 year old guys lap dances and I was really bad at it because I wasn't just 13. I was 13 and like 5'11 and so tall and awkward. And to our listeners at home, hopefully that don't include my mom and my dad, how do you commonly start your lap dance classes? Like basically what do you tell women like myself who can sometimes feel awkward or um, shy in this area of their life? Yeah. So usually when I start the workshop, I do like a short introduction for who I am. So they have some kind of reason to listen to me, right? Like, you know, I make a lot of money doing this. So I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I go over some stripper tips, I call them. And the big takeaways are the confidence, like just having confidence, a real fake it till you make it attitude, um, owning your mistakes. And I always joke, like, and I tell the classes too, like I've been dancing in seven, nine inch heels for seven years. And there's still days when I'm just lazily walking around the club and I'll like somehow trip. And then I just like kind of turn to whatever guy's next to me. And I go, oh my God, I'm already falling for you. And you just, oh, oh my God, I love so that. Cute. Yeah. You just have to own that. Right. And then it's cute. And then people forget you fell. And all they remember is like, oh my God, she has big kids and she's funny. And that's a great take. <laughs> so, I do uh, love that. So yeah, just owning your, owning your mistake, even if you fall, like start doing floor work, like, you know, um, so that's a, that's the biggest one. And then knowing your angles, obviously growing up competitively dancing, there's a reason why there's so many mirrors when you're practicing is knowing what the audience is seeing. So, um, and I, I often say too, to the women, even if you take this outside of this workshop and you put it into your bedroom life, if you're kind of being uncomfortable with the way you're worried about your body looks like take some solo time and do it in front of a mirror by yourself. And you start to really appreciate those angles and the way you really do look when it's not just in your head, imagining it, when you actually see right. your curves look. Um, and then knowing your assets too, right? Like for myself, I have big lips, big boobs. So most of what I do when I move, I'm accentuating my breasts. I'm facing forward. I'm touching my lips, those kind of things. And everyone has at least one thing that's super sexy about them. So figuring out what you want to kind of um, show off the most and then gearing your dances towards that. Um, hair flips, always do hair flips, no matter how short or long your hair is, throw in some hair flips. People love it. It's always sexy. And then the other thing is that the, the, the seduction starts before the dance even starts. So it's really how you enter a room. It's how you walk around and you can spot a baby stripper very quickly by how she moves in heels. And it's <gasps> oh, times. And I, I love that. And be like, let me help you. Cause you look like Bambi. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
So yeah, definitely nailing Bambi, the baby stripper. Exactly. Oh my God. That's a movie I want to see. There's probably a lot of girls named that for sure. Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, knowing a killer walk, knowing how to move your hips when you're walking and and, uh, that's big. Walking with confidence and that is huge. And then what are your guys' dream client? Like, I feel like there has to be moments of mutual turn on. And what are those kind of guys like for our male listeners? Like what, what actually, um, or female, yeah. Or female. Yeah. What attracts people when you've seen so many different kinds of men, um, in a club, what are the guys that you gravitate towards? The rich ones. The ones with money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, So that's a very helpful tip to our listeners. We want you to get very, very rich. Get a GameStop short and just you'll be set. Yeah. Have a really thick wallet. (laughs) And not like rich, like flashy rich, like will generous kind of rich. Yeah. 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 I don't care how much money you're you're giving me. (laughs) Like I'm, yeah, iMac and car and et cetera. First semester of school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First, Wait, okay. what? IMAC? <laughs> hey, all my I mean, a Mac computer. Sorry, I'm revealing my age. <laughs> she said iMac. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'm She's a like, baby dude, you're getting the bell? my clocks. <laughs> Speaking of IMACs and college. So Danica, your degrees in law and psychology, right? Paralegal and psychology. Yeah. And then Riley, your degree is in science. Statistics, yeah. Statistics, okay. So how have your degrees, like, has there been any overlay? Because my biggest question was, like, do you find yourself psychoanalyzing clients with the psychology degree? Do you find yourself using your statistics expertise to, like, gauge whether the clients are going to give, like, a certain amount of money? Is there sort of, like, a beautiful mind? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you see the equation forming over their heads in the club and you know exactly where to go. Oh my god, that was goodwill hunting. Yeah. (laughs) I actually lie about my degree as far as anyone is concerned. I'm a nursing student. I'm a hairdresser. Oh love Riley. (laughs) A nanny hairdresser. Yeah, all those things sell really well. Um like flight attendant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately okay my fake job sucks <laughs> <laughs> they were like um Dana yeah sure like, sure i guess i wasn't very encouraging i was like yeah totally anyway um, <laughs> we're a sisterhood <laughs> yeah, no ask riley i'm not the friend you come to for like coddling ever <laughs> i love that um we'll work on it don't worry um, <laughs> no we we joke but uh, there is this very real um knowledge we have that our degrees are somehow not a selling feature more often than not in the, in the club um, to be an attractive woman and to be highly educated and to be taking all their money is like too much. So you have too to kind much, of too intimidating. <laughs> I don't know that I'm, they would just not be able to digest it and throw up. They're going to have like an allergic reaction or something. Yeah. yeah. It's funny though. So we do joke about like, sometimes we can say we're nannies or we're hairdressers or we're some other less threatening position. Yeah. And not to say that like people in those fields are dumb, but it, it's just seen. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. It's like, oh, okay. I can teach you about like math and finance. Totally. Like you don't have any idea about that. Right. Yeah. And I like to choose things that are like 
quite like quote unquote womanly or maternal, like nanny, nursing, uh, training to be a teacher, anything like that is like, oh my God. My go to is yoga, always. I'm a yoga instructor. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. This is going to be my new dating bio (laughs) (laughs) yoga instructor, nurse. They're going to be like nanny. (laughs) I'm all of that. I'm a hairdresser and a nurse and a yoga instructor. (laughs) Preschool teacher. Um, I feel like we're just making funnier questions and not answering them. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. I find this fascinating. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely being able to read people and be able to read a room and how much knowing how to read people and knowing psychology helps with sales is like chef's kiss. hundred percent. Yes. Helpful. <laughs> My degree is absolutely useless for what I do for work. Yeah. Why did you get statistics? Oh my God. Calculator. No, it just makes me mad when people use like fake facts to try and prove a point. Like that's all my degree has done for me. Didn't it's, like, you know 99% sex workers are drug addicts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I didn't actually fucking know that because that's not true, but okay. No, but I did know that 99% of finance guys, I think, actually are drug addicts. If I'm, this is absolutely true. This is, you know, straight facts. They're the 1% of fuckboys. Yeah, exactly. They're all so, fuckboys. Speaking of fuckboys, what does a supportive partner look like to you guys in terms of people you meet in work or outside of work that you want to get more serious with? And, and what kind of guy do you need? I mean, do you, what kind of bar do you need set to have what you think is like an emotionally fulfilling relationship? Well, I mean, I think we like bypass one of your questions and again, just made fun of you, but, um, your question about, it like- happens so often with <laughs> Devin that I don't even, I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> your question about, um, our ideal client. I think right. there's a lot of crossover with the question of what our ideal partner would look like. For me, like an ideal client. <laughs> but like also I think we already answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> we want rich fuckers. We said it. We said what we said. Um, but also <laughs> segue of like bring <laughs> um, I joke. But uh rich, yes. And um respectful. Like a, a client should and a partner should hundred percent respect your boundaries. Um, that's the biggest thing for me. I, at the end of the day, I joke about, and I, we have an ongoing joke on my podcast too, that I'm all I give a fuck about is money. And like, that's, I'm very much a hustler, but, and like Riley can attest, like I've turned down clients before because I don't care at the end of the day, how much money I'm getting off you. If you are trying to disrespect me or cross my boundaries. And it's one of the things I often tell newcomers in the industry is if you can come from a privileged place, which me and Riley make note of all the time that we are privileged sex workers, we're not on street, we're not survival, um, you know, prostitutes, we are very much privileged sex workers. If you can go in the industry already having a bit of a nest egg so that you can respect your boundaries and leave situations that don't so that you never have to do something you don't want to do because you won't eat the next day. Um, that's a huge thing. So regardless of your, your dream client, yeah. Um, generous. Yes. But very respectful. Um, doesn't haggle prices, doesn't push boundaries. And, um, it's very much what I would expect from a partner too. Um, partners can very much and should very much have boundaries in your relationship and your partner should very much respect those when you put those in place. Um, and that also goes into being sex workers. Um, me and Riley talk about it often that when you, everyone wants to, a stripper they don't want to date a stripper 
Um, so that's one thing we've had to overcome. I know in our dating lives, having that kind of um, double standard of it's hot to date us, but it's embarrassing to, or it's hot to fuck us, embarrassing to date us. I don't understand that though. I think it would be so like cool to have a stripper girlfriend. I think that's like so glamorous. Yeah, that's because you're not an insecure man. <laughs> yeah. You you ask what the like the bar is for like a supportive partner. I think that like the low bar is not throwing it in your face when you are in a fight or making kind of like snide comments about it. Mm. So like you always kind of have the comments that are like, oh, you're just you're dressing up for another guy. You're oh God. Yeah, and it, and if you get in a fight, it's the first thing that they throw in, left, in your face. Is you're a fucking whore anyway. You're a stripper who's yeah. gonna fucking date you after me. Exactly. Like, I know all my clients that you're so insecure about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally hundreds of thousands of people. Um. Yeah, and then it's just like small things as well that you tend to find in like an un- I'm going for an unsupportive relationship is like uh, them trying to we get to set our own schedule for the most part. So it's things like them trying to talk you out of or guilt you out of going to work that night because they haven't seen you all day because they've been working. And it just sort of like, right. It kind of shows like where they see their career and where they see. Yes. Your- yeah. That's um, a huge one. That's a huge thing to know. Yeah. Um, and it goes like even friendships too. And like family, like if you can't go to something on a Saturday night, people are like, my God, you're never around. It's like, you wouldn't say that to a nine to five worker to take off a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and usually I kind of come back with like, listen, I'll make more tonight than you make in six months. So like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm you taking would do it Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. You would miss the baby shower if you could for that much money. I'd miss a baby shower for Netflix. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm for like, nothing. oh, I have to go to a baby shower. Um, yeah, I... I hearing you guys talk about it it makes it clear that so many people just don't understand um that it, that it's work they don't just respect it as work alone yeah. which is something that we were talking to air force amy um a call girl from nevada and she was saying the same thing where she was like i just want people to know that like i do have you know an, an unconventional nine to five yeah and, like it's work it's not like all this like trial and drama or like delight and amazing parties right. like i would personally love to believe but it's literally just like anyone Good else job. who's getting coffee going to work and doesn't remember what they did at work when they got home yeah definitely i listened to the episode i, I quite enjoyed it oh good yeah yeah, yeah. I, I really try to make an effort to listen to when sex workers are on podcasts um Again, I can't just be the place that people have voices. I also need to like listen to their voices from other places too. So I did listen to that episode. It was a good one. I I'm gonna try to get her online. <laughs> I'm gonna call. Oh my god, she's she the is best. So much fun, and I she the advice and like gems of wisdom that she gave. I still think about on like a daily basis. Yeah, no, she's yeah. and she was she's spot on. There are days where our lives are wild, and I'll turn to Riley and I'll be like, "Isn't this fucking weird?" that it's not weird to us anymore. Like I had, you know, I had, a, guy, I had a guy drink my pee. <laughs> yeah. I've read about this. This is kind of common, right. And like, like the Dom sort of. Yeah. And I was like, and then I like was like driving home and I was like, I bet if I called any square and was like, this guy just drank my piss. 
and paid me really well. <laughs> and they'd be like, what the fuck? But to me, it's like just a Tuesday, you know? Um, yeah. So like there is that aspect. So I don't want to ruin that for you. And there is that aspect of like wild shit that you're like, this is, this is crazy when I actually stop to think about it and really great parties and really nice penthouse parties and nice trips and stuff that does happen. Um, but there are very much the mundane aspect that, that Amy was referring to was, um, that, you know, we do have to sit down on our computer and put out our, you know, our schedule and figure out how we're going to advertise and all that mundane stuff and have mundane conversations with clients. And, um, and yeah, and all that is very much a real thing. And you can be as pretty as like possible. You can be the hottest thing in the world. And it doesn't mean you're going to be successful in the industry. You do have to have a really good business mindset, especially if you want to do it long-term. Yeah, I think with the nine to five, like we often talk about how sex workers are portrayed in the media, either as the victims or the villains. And I, I think, yes, you know, if if there was a realistic <laughs> movie about sex workers, it would be like a lot of sleeping and talking in the changing room, <laughs> you know, backs and knees are sore, oh. and a lot of admin work. Like can that's you, it. Yeah. Like, and like, <laughs> can you see my tampon string? <laughs> Every yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but but yeah it does take it does take a lot of like skill it's definitely not an easy nine-to-five job and that's one of like our like biggest annoyances is that people constantly make sex work out to be this metric for failure in our society where it's like so crazy yeah if I if I if I can't get that job I'll be a fucking stripper if I fail this class I'll be a stripper and it's like you might be but you might fall right flat on your face (laughs) like you might I literally can think of so many jobs that I that are I can't get right now that would be easier for me to get than being a stripper if I walked into a strip club they would be like oh pizza pizza's here (laughs) 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 they'd be like are you our new UPS lady (laughs) (laughs) That's um how oh sorry go ahead Riley no, I just, sorry, I, I blacked out. <laughs> Your joke just swiped her off her feet. <laughs> that is what happens. No, um, how That's do you guys effect she has. relax after some of these days of just the nine to five grind? Um, well, for me, honestly, like I, I'm big on family. So like I make it a point um, each week to take like two or three days out of my week. And I, my family doesn't live here. So they, they're a bit of a drive away. So I go drive and see them and I just hang out with them for like two or three days. And we play cards and watch like cheesy family Netflix shows and just like ground myself. Um, and yes, my family does know what I do for work. <laughs> People always say that to you, like, does your family know? It's like you even asking that is showing what you think of the job because you wouldn't ask a right. if their parents thought of their job. Right. Um, right. yeah, my family does know they still love me. Um, so I spend a lot of time with them having sex with our girlfriends is huge. Being able to debrief with each other, whether you have a really, really good day and you want to brag about it or a really, really shitty day. And you want some like comfort, um, having that community of sex workers. Uh, we have like group chats, a bunch of group chats, with different sex workers that we, we talk with me and Riley's one with like our like five best friends. And we always kind of recap our nights with each other. And, and that's really therapeutic um, to have people that understand where you're coming from and what you're going through, whether it be good or bad. And then also we live in Vancouver, which is absolutely gorgeous. So definitely getting, it is, yeah, yeah, definitely getting outside is huge and just kind of really like grounding yourself that way. Um, realizing that there's bigger things in the world than just that shitty gig you had or, or whatnot. 
I'm sorry. I love that I said it is like I'm an expert on Vancouver. I'm like, to our <laughs> listeners, yes, Danica is right. Vancouver is beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate that. I feel like so much of what you do, I can imagine, is like your focus and like giving giving this energy. So I can imagine that it's nice to like be grounded and just like get to be selfish for a little bit. Yeah. I actually remembered what I was going to say before. So I'm going to scooch on that. (laughs) Circle back. Was it about how beautiful Vancouver is? Because I got you covered. Sorry. Um, No, about what Danica was saying was like a six foot kind of being a metric fail. And if I, you know, can't do this, then I'll do sex work. And even with going to university, you kind of get that same sort of thing. Like people think that I'm, I'm doing sex work so that I can pay for my university and I'm going to university so that when my tits hit the floor and my back gives out, I have something to like fall back against, you know, like the degree right. is my fall back. Yeah. Right. People got it backwards for sure. And that's, I love that. If I could do sex work for the rest of my life and make the money I make for the rest of my life, like I'd be fucking laughing, but I know like there, yeah. there is an expiry date. Right. Um, so yeah, my, <laughs> I spent way too much money on different degrees that I'll eventually use. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that people think of this as such an exploitative, dark, crazy, twisted career. When you look at any other career in, you know, I'm going to include you guys, but the American and Canadian like economy, it's like, yeah, like the have you seen is- fucking Amazon workers who have to pee in water bottles? Like, why aren't we talking about that and making that like a huge concern? That's what I was just thinking is that the amount of workplace exposés I've read about every industry from I mean, I've just heard about from friends too, like law firms that are just abusive to their lower level employees. And obviously every corporation with the most fucked up employment practices, um, the entertainment industry, like it's like we have read. 600 page long exposés about how fucked up these industries are people should be saying like why are you doing that like does your family still love you when you go to work and throw a stapler at someone's head and then you know what i mean yeah does your family still love you when you're doing coke under your desk at your wall street firm i mean i uh i guess i'm just saying like like talking to you two and talking to amy like you two have your lives together more than most people I know, just in terms of like, wow, you're young, you're already making bank, like you yeah. work your own schedules. <laughs> like, So it's interesting that this is the area that sort of our ancient patriarchal puritanical values have like honed in on. Like we need to save these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there, I mean, there's no attempt of actually saving and they even made comments when our bill C-36 came out that they have no intention of making sex work safer because they want to um, stop people from entering into it, um, which is insane because if casual sex was such a terrible thing, then you would demand that Tinder and Bumble and Grinder and all right. that got taken away. And you would definitely come after the porn industry and not let the porn industry last anymore because they're having casual sex with random people. The only difference is that the government profits billions of dollars off the porn industry and women Mm -hmm. having independence and selling their bodies, if you want to say it like that, um, 
for sexual pleasure and actually monetizing it, all of a sudden that's the devil. So I think that's pretty eyebrow raising when you really break it down to what they're really demonizing. Mm -hmm. The fact that women are profiting off their bodies and not the government profiting off the bodies. And that's when it becomes an issue. That's so fascinating. I've I've just never heard it from that angle before, but that makes complete sense. And many years to think about it. (laughs) Well, it just ties into like this general feeling of like female autonomy being, being, female autonomy being so scary to people as if and that's what I read this uh Carly Sorrentino book slut ever which is um incredible and I loved and she talks about working as a sex worker and um all of uh the bills like we were talking about that were blocking trying to like quote-unquote block people from entering sex work but she was talking about this weird savior complex and she was like, you're saying that you know more about my body than I do. Like you're saying, you know more about me than I do. You don't. And I thought like, Oh, don't we see that in little ways all the time though? Like with men just assuming like, I'm going to help you because there's no way you can do this. Definitely. I, you guys look so cool. And I had this question before we saw (laughs) each other, but Devin and I popped on Riley, you have such a cool tattoo. And are you wearing a wig or is that your natural hair? This is my real hair. This is okay. So she has a curly. Is it purple? Yeah, it's like a gray, gray, silver. Okay. And then Danica. (laughs) No, Danica looks, you literally look like a movie star. You have like fancy eyelashes. (laughs) You just said that. I was like desperately putting on chapstick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the thing is is that you guys are what Devin calls fancy when Devin will sometimes talk about girls like at parties and stuff and she's like oh I was scared to talk to her because she was like really fancy but she doesn't <laughs> and I'm like oh I know exactly what you mean I just mean beautiful and, and glowing and glamorous how has your work affected your style or how has being able to so own yourselves affected your style Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> hair mask right now. Wow. Let me- okay, Danica is in a sleeping shirt and hair mask, but she also looks like Marilyn Monroe. Thank yes. Thank you. See? <laughs> Let me have a comment. <laughs> um, honestly, jokes aside, like I'm very much like a streetwear kind of person. I'm I'm always in runners and a hoodie and sweatpants, and, like oversized clothes. Um, and then you take off the shirt and it's like 30 triple H's. <laughs> so I always <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, you'll be hard pressed to ever see me in like heels. I'm always in like a tracksuit, sweatpants, hoodie. Um, that's definitely my style. Um, and it kind of has always been, um, but definitely more so like I can't be fucked to put makeup on, on my days off. Right. I'm not getting paid for it. So why would I do it? <laughs> yeah. But it also does help. Oh. I have my, like my lashes on permanently. My lips are micro shaded. My eyebrows are shaded. Like half the work's already done for me. Let's be honest but I still can't put that much effort in. <laughs> yeah. For, for my style, like not, not much has changed. My work persona is very different from my regular persona. So I actually do wear a wig for work and mm. it's this like, I don't know, 27 inch, like blonde, brown, like wavy. Yeah. She's, she's glam, but I want to be I- a stripper. <laughs> Carolina, you have no idea. <laughs> All I'm feeling is jealousy right now, but continue. I'm sorry. She, wa- she wants to be on the couch with you guys putting a hair mask on. I know. Um, I'll allow it. I'm just like, I'm I'm- like, Devin, we never look like this. We never do cool stuff like this. <laughs> I know. All we do is like order pizza and talk shit about our exes. 
<laughs> no, um, that is what we do. Like, I don't think we, you still have, have hair masks. masks yeah. and we do it. <laughs> you still, but they get to wear wigs, Devin. Don't, 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 let's have this. <laughs> but you wear this gorgeous wig at work that's 27 inches long. Tell us more. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, I wear makeup. Like, yeah, we're definitely more yeah. like female presenting at work, I think, than we are in our real lives. Um, and I think. I mean, I've always been that way my whole life. I've always been more like, I don't know. I think I've always dressed more like casual, but definitely I think, yeah, when your job is to be done up and look very like stereotypical feminine beauty. Um, yeah. You really enjoy wearing scrubs, like being scrubbed out and putting in a hair mask and, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I got the wig because I started the journey from like cutting my hair. It was quite long. And then I went to a bob, which I still wear for work. Mm-hmm. for for work mm-hmm. okay. there you go. Uh, and then I just recently cut it into like this shag mullet thing that I have now because I'm going to shave it later so I was, I've been no like, it looks oh, so cool I love this wow. look though thank you yeah it's very cool she's um, better today <laughs> I have a serious question and then kind of a jokey question but not really but my okay, serious I question, have a serious question also but go ahead so my serious question is just, and there it might be too big to answer in one breath, but what do you want to people know who may have predisposed ideas? And I don't think that it's anyone's job in any sort of marginalized community to convince other people why they're normal humans. <laughs> what is sort of your like, oh, I just wish they knew that X, Y, and Z feeling. Yeah. I mean, at the end of every episode of mine, I used to ask the people, you know, if you had 30 seconds for the world's attention, what would you say? And like, without fail, but no, I shouldn't say without fail, but 90% of the people would say like that we're people. And I like, I really do believe that's like the simplest way to say it. It's like that we're just fucking people. Like we're not these like demons. We're not like, you know, we're, we're not all drug addicts. And I think like that's when all the stigmas come into play, right? Like that we're all drug and alcohol abusers, that we have terrible family lives, that we're unlovable, um, that all these things, um, that we're all scammers, that at the end of the day, like, of course, like those people do exist in the industry because they exist everywhere in every industry. Yeah. Um, but there are like a lot of really amazing people in the industry and that, yeah, we're not doing anything different than anyone else. Everyone else is fucking or going on dates or, yep. you know, or, you know, arousing people and we're just getting paid to do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, look, look around you, and I guarantee one of those people are a sex worker of some form. Like, we're everywhere. We're- <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I'm like in the house with my mom. I'm like, mom, <laughs> <laughs> is it you? <laughs> Your but mom's like, like na 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 na. I love that. I love that scene. I want to see that. But no, we we look like regular people and some of y'all are out there using your sexuality for dates and drinks. We're just using it to pay our bills. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's I think it's very real that everyone prostitutes themselves in some way or another. Like me and me and Riley aren't prostitutes, we're escorts, which are vastly different from each other. Um, prostitution is the actual act of sexual services for money. Escorting is companionship for money. So going on paid dates and stuff. But I think everyone in some way is using whatever they have to offer and monetizing it, whether you're general labor or you're using your brain for a scientist or whatever, like you're using what you have to make money. So we're all, you know, sex work is work as sex workers. And it's your time and energy, you know, (laughs) it's Uh just like, 
speaking of the difference between escorts and prostitutes, what is your dream date? Like, what are the dates that you actually find yourself really enjoying and not just being like, fuck, I get out of work in like one hour? Take me shopping. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Give me your card. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Love. Um, this is a sentence I will remember forever. Take me shopping. Don't talk to me. That's what I'm going to say to Carolina the next time I see her in person as soon as we meet up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I moved. I moved. <laughs> it's very true. Um, no, yeah. So the best date is someone who never haggles your price. You tell them what it is. They pay you up front right away. There's no issue. Um, and then you just like generally enjoy each other's time. They can carry a conversation. They're funny. They're again respecting your physical boundaries and your like personal boundaries of how much information you want to give. Um, there's nothing more annoying than people being like, but what's your real name? No, but what's your, Ugh, real name? oh my God, like bitch, listen, I'm sorry for <laughs> continually asking, like acting like I know, like what this is like. I'm just, I know like, we're like, I, uh, or like, yes. uh, when he wants your real classic, name, that we just want to be moment. friends. So we're trying to like play like we guys are our best totally girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Riley Danica, we fucking get it. Okay? <laughs> um, no, no, yeah. I, but I actually. I think I've had my like dream, my dream day is like uh, either, yeah, they just want to pay for your time and you can sit there and watch a movie and they just give you, mm -hmm. you know, a good amount of money for it. And then I actually have had one client take me shopping. He paid for everything in cash. So in case I wanted to return it and get the money I could. And <gasps> uh, he took me to a lingerie store. He he was like, do you, do you know your size? Like, do you even need to try it on? And I'm like, no, I do not. Let's go. And then he, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then he took me for dinner to a really nice restaurant. And he helped me uh, put my bags in the taxi. And then he didn't try and go in for a kiss. Like, I didn't have to do any type of, like, <gasps> ending. And then I left. And never to be seen that again. was it. <laughs> and returned all my clothes for money. Um, Wouldn't that be I great that. if that was like a romantic movie? Yeah, it's just there's <laughs> that no... should be the next like romantic comedy, like the happy yeah. ending. You're like Goodbye. just a shopping trip. Yeah, and yeah. I always try to bring my girlfriends on my dates. Like I, Riley gets dragged to everything with me. Like we want to we, or not? <laughs> yeah, willingly like, kicking her and screaming, she gets dragged. Um, I always make sure you get paid handsomely. Um, but it's just yeah, it's more fun <laughs> when there's a like, girl there with you, and then you guys can do like the eye, the eye looks at each other. We've gotten really good at saying a lot without saying anything at each other. So <laughs> it's always nice to have a friend with you, too. Yeah. Love. This makes me. I know that I just keep talking about being jealous, but <laughs> I'm. <laughs> she wants to bring me on her dates with her is what she's going to say. Devin would never come. Devin would be on her phone the whole time. And I'd be like, Devin, I'm trying to talk to you with my eyes. Hello. <laughs> Danica and Riley, don't you remember? <laughs> I can be like Riley. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my wig. <laughs> I'm in my 27-inch wig. You're like, um, um, it's like, it's Riley now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so first I want to ask you guys how squares like us can best advocate for sex workers and then i would love for you both to plug anything you want to plug including 50 plus a tip social handles anything that you want to promote in this space yeah i think the biggest thing is educating yourselves so definitely like you know everyone has google google are your current like sex worker laws really think of them um does this make sense 
is this, you know, really allowing people to have rights with their bodies? Probably not. That's problematic. Right. And then even just the simple things. And I know no one wants to be this person who like has to correct others, but that's how you see change. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not a fun position to be in. I am always that fucking person. I'm always the person calling people out, but that's how people start to analyze what they're saying. Cause a lot of people just say things because it's the norm, you know, the dead hooker jokes or the stripper jokes. So next time you hear someone be like, if I fail this class, I'm going to be a stripper. You can be like, Hey, that's kind of offensive to be honest, because it's not a metric for failure. And then it maybe, yeah. maybe they go like, Oh fuck you. You're fucking weird. But Maybe they go home and think about it, or maybe they ask you right then to expand, you know, um, right. being that person that kind of stops in its tracks and doesn't laugh along and kind of challenges that, um, those kind of remarks, um, because that's how those little tiny remarks is how the bigger picture becomes a problem, right? Like people start seeing that because they hear it all the time. The dead hooker jokes is the stupid stripper, um, X, Y, and Z. So that's like on a, on a small scale, things like that, they make a difference, right? Yeah. And uh, just a little PSA for anyone who wants to go to clubs when they open again is please tip. Like Mm -hmm. unlike usual places, getting into the club doesn't pay for performers for their time. and Right. So if you're not going to throw money and you should throw money, at least move out of the way from paying customers because if oohs and ahs don't pay our bills. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And like, I know um, here in Canada, we don't get paid like a floor. We don't pay. We don't get paid to be there we have to pay to be there. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. So the minute we're in the club, we've already lost money because we had to pay a floor fee. When I worked in other places, it can be upwards of 300 plus dollars to be walking. Oh my God. And then, um, we have to sell dances to make that money back. Um, or we're doing stage shows and some people don't get paid for their stage shows and we only get the tips. So we really are living off tips. And then when we do sell a dance here in Canada, we're paying the club typically 40% of our payments. So if you go for a $50 dance with me, I give the club $20, I get 30 and I have to do that 10 times before I break even. Um, right. It's nice when the girls come in and like, we kind of not to like blame women, but oftentimes it's women that come in and they're like screaming at the front of the stage and they're like, oh my God, you're so hot. I wish I could do this. And it's like, cool, pay me. That's <laughs> like, not me. Right. Carolina, why do you do that? <laughs> this is good. I'm like, I'm learning. Yes, I'm learning. Okay. Uh, no, just be, just be like a MVP. Like if a guy thinks it's going to be hot to pay for you to have a dance with a girl, like, even if you don't want it, just go to the back and have a talk. Like, oh, just let her don't take the be money. the girl that's like, oh. no, I don't want it. Like, give me yes, the money. Let me get the money. That's a big chance yes. when guys hand someone a 50 and then the guy or the guy, or the girl's like, I don't want the dance. It's like, that's cool. I won't. And I say this to them all the time. Like, listen, I won't even fucking dance on you, bro. Like, I'll just <laughs> fucking stand there, hand me the fucking money, and you can walk the fuck away. <laughs> like, just give me the fucking. Yeah. Um. Don't like, yeah, cock block my income. Um. But yeah, that's a huge thing. And then, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is supporting it because if you guys want to see performers, we need to keep making money so we can perform. Um. You wouldn't go to like Starbucks and like cheer on the person making coffee, and then like, do you want one? I'm like, no, 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 I'm just really proud of how you're making this. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, no, I'm the just my name's not about to get called. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That makes total sense. And just seems like a nice way to get back into socializing in general after all of this is to be within a crowd like that. See? Yeah. See. That <laughs> um okay, so any social handles that you guys want to Yes, plug? where can people find you? Yeah, if so- you want them to find you, asterisk. <laughs> truth um uh, you can find us on 50 plus a tip 
um, on Instagram. It's five zero plus a tip. And it's on uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, what are all the other things? It's on everywhere. We're everywhere. Um, but yeah, you can, and then there's a link in the Instagram bio as well to other things. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much always find us there. I try to be very on top of the DMS. And if you're getting ignored for more than a week, I, I intentionally ignored you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get confused about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Yeah. Also- well, it has, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, if you want to tip us, you can also ask us for our PayPal. Oh, yeah. Welcome to do e Oh, yeah. What's your PayPal? <laughs> we were just joking. We actually- <laughs> oh, well, okay. I was like, yeah, what's your Venmo? <laughs> Carolina, wa- um, she- Carolina wants to make up for all the time. I know. I'm like, okay, the I stage. have been a part of the problem. <laughs> part of the solution. <laughs> and now I want to be a part of the solution. I can't thank you guys enough. It really made my day to talk to you both. Yes. And, um I just love uh, females in general. I'm very into the power of um, females hearing each other. It means more to me than um, men hearing us some, most of the time. So thank yeah. you guys for being so open and cool. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your space with us. Yeah, thanks for having us on your platform. All right. We will go to a commercial break, and then we'll be all right back. Thank you. I want you. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true with new available tech. This legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals. When you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And we're back with True Romance. That was Danica and Riley. Again, great girls. I would love to um, be them. them. I would love to be them. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Be around them. Be them. Be around them. I would love to have a Friday night out with them. Okay. Where we didn't even get that Me and my girls, Danny and Rye and Carol, we're going to TGI Fridays. Okay. Why does my nickname have to be Carol? You're like Danny, Riley, Carol. Because that's I'm like the mom who's like, I'm going to go get my purse. I left it in the car. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, oh, God, Carol brought her her thermos again. We know what she puts in that thing. And it sure ain't coffee. (laughs) I got a cardigan. What's the line that Carol always says? Oh, yeah, it's I got a cardigan. I got a cardigan. (laughs) Um, No, but but really. when I feel like an old cardigan under the bed, Carol picks me up and that's what matters. Um, the fact that that's like a chorus in a song that we accept as normal, that I feel like an old dusty cardigan and you put me on, like that's just not okay, but that's just part of my life, okay? And- there was a comedy writer on Twitter. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but he said that in a 30 Rock spec, he wrote like 10 years ago, Taylor Swift had written a song named Cardigan. That makes perfect sense. Right? And I think that that is interesting because I am psychic, but that's a conversation for another time. But the point was that I was going to say is we have a Twitter account. This is what we've been trying to get at for the past hour. (laughs) We have a Twitter account. And the interesting thing about the Twitter account is Is that... It doesn't have any followers. It doesn't have any followers and... Who is one of the lacking followers that we oh. haven't been able to secure? One okay, but Carolina Barlow I, 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 oh, at I, Carolina I, Barlow on Twitter, formerly I, at Trying to Fart on Twitter. No, who I I followed. I'm I texting. Know. I'm texting with Carolina. I'm like, okay, I made the account. We're like deciding on the profile picture, the cover photo, all this stuff. I'm sending her screenshots. We're agreeing on things, and so I immediately follow her from the account, assuming immediately she'll follow back. Weeks go by, months go by. I'm getting Years. like former bosses of mine who I don't even talk to anymore have followed. And I'm like, wow, how kind of them. But you know who's missing from the followers? You know who's not one of the 47 followers? Who? One, <laughs> Carol with the cardigan with the thermos at TGA Fridays. And then I texted her and said, hey, like, do you mind following the... <laughs> like, hey, do you mind following our personal Twitter account? Like, if you just have a moment and... Yet she does once again. In Justin Bieber's words, hey, guess what? Guess what? I don't recall. <laughs> in Justin Bieber's words, there's one more lonely Twitter in this world, and it's my and Car- mine, I guess just my Twitter that is at no, no, romance it's bond. ours. You know, no, it's ours. And and I'll I'm gonna smash that follow button as soon as we get off the, these hot mics. 
Okay, well, everybody follow Carol's suit today and choose today to follow at True Romance Pod on Twitter, Twitter. And please also follow us on Spotify, True Romance Podcast on Spotify. We got one playlist out. We're going to do a couple more. And, you know, we're just out there. We're just on the platforms. We're just in the world. We're just in the ether. We're in your ethernet cord. We're in your wall. Once the ethernet cord connects to the wall, we're in the we're in the place where the mouses from Mousetrap are are setting up or Mouse Hunt. Is that the movie with Christopher Walken? You know, the mice, they set up their beds in an Altoid box in the wall. We're there. Oh, yes, I recall. That's us. I saw this in theaters. Yeah. So just check us out. Nathan Lane, where is that guy? All right. Well, you guys, you guys get it and follow us. Thanks. It was another great episode. One for the books. Devin, I love you. One for the books. Love you, Carol. Don't forget your cardigan. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.